The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. It is April 5th, and this is our crap we didn't look it up podcast. <laughs> 52nd? 53rd, I think. It has to be 53rd because last time we were like, you could listen to one podcast for a year. And there's 52 weeks in a year. That's the rumor. I know that. I'm good at math. <laughs> I can't fault you there. You are good at math. That's a lie. I'm bad at math. <laughs> I'm good at making people believe I'm good at math. It is the 52nd podcast. 52nd? 52nd. God damn it. I think we must have made that joke that like, one more and you could have it. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I definitely know we said something about that. I think that's what happened. 50 second podcast. Well, guess what? Now <laughs> you can listen to one podcast a week for an entire year. For an entire year. Why you would want to wait to listen to all of our podcasts, I do not know. <laughs> Just make it part of your every once, once weekly gym routine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Literally, just listen to us over and over and over again. We will get more interesting as time goes on. That is a lie. If you play us backwards, we say Paul is dead. <laughs> anyway, this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey. <laughs> a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general hockey shenanigans. We are definitely deep in shenanigans right now. We are deep in some real shenanigans right now. So, the rumors are true. This is the last podcast we will be doing while in the same room. Yes. I am moving next week to Colorado. Uh, No, I'm not going to become an Avs fan. I've already had that accusation hurled at me a couple of times. Um, I know this was supposed to be our musical podcast, and we had to um, delay that because of many stresses in both of our lives, but I have a song for you. (gasps) Me. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> Rough ahead, and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your old pal said. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. <laughs> we're not gonna listen to the whole thing, but the whole thing is true. We were we had such grand plans for the musical podcast. We were going to rope other people into it. We were going to have a chorus for the first time ever. And I promise when we get around to doing it, which will probably be next podcast, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's either going to be the best podcast or the worst podcast we've ever done. One of the two. It can't be the worst podcast. That was probably the one that you spent the entire day before, or day of, throwing up. Oh, yeah. You mean our very first our podcast? Our very first podcast? <laughs> That's the one I mean. <laughs> That is, in fact, the one I mean. <laughs> the one that we had to record twice? The <laughs> one that we had to record twice and could not recreate the magic for. That's yeah. the one. Oh, I, that first pod, the first actual podcast was fucking great. No one will ever know it. Yeah, it was. There were, like, there was briscala of impressions. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it was a damn good podcast. It was a damn good podcast. And too bad no one can ever listen to it because it is lost in the ether. Good thing I got way better at audacity. Thank God. <laughs> I would have killed you eventually. Yeah, and then we wouldn't have gotten to 52. So, technically, we usually start our podcast with things that are going on in the Dallas Stars world, but how many Stars games have you watched recently? Before or after Mass Effect Andromeda came out? 
Well, it would have been before because we had we podcasted before Mass Effect Andromeda came out. So I'm trying. I mean, honestly, I think I can count like I know I watched the game against the Sharks, which was honestly like the most fucking boring game. I ever, I never even thought that game between those two teams was possible. Okay, if I'm being 100% honest, due to a mixture of Mass Effect Andromeda and my family being in town, the one weekend that I had been scheduled to do a recap, I have watched a grand total of zero games since the last podcast. I'm 90% sure I've only watched two. Now, I've watched a decent amount of hockey. Like, I watched, I've been watching all the, like, super tight games in the Eastern Conference playoff race. Like, I watched, um, last night, I watched, oh, God, Tampa versus Boston. Yeah. Honestly, I should have been packing instead. What are your thoughts on Marchand's... God. It's, you know, here's the thing, is, like, he is really talented, and, like, I want to appreciate that, but at the same time, he just keeps shooting himself in the foot. By being an asshole? By being an asshole to other people. And there's no point in it. No. Like, literally, it was one of the biggest games of the year. And thank God the rest of the t- you know, they were playing basically an AHL team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the Lightning are. And so, like, you know, they did end up winning basically 3 nothing plus the empty netter. But, like, fucking Christ. He, why would you do that? I don't know. I mean, he got a game misconduct at the end of the first period. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now he's going to get suspended. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I've been paying attention to what the stars are doing on Twitter. But if I, I cannot overstate enough how completely Mass Effect Andromeda has stolen <laughs> the rest of my life away from me. When I'm at work... I am thinking about what I'm going to do when I go home and start playing Mass Effect Andromeda again. Right now, I am thinking about (laughs) playing Mass Effect Andromeda and talking about playing Mass Effect Andromeda. When I'm at home and playing Mass Effect Andromeda, I'm thinking and playing Mass Effect Andromeda. (laughs) So, like... And this is from somebody who has literally already beaten the game. (laughs) So... I've got problems. I, I would say so. Yeah. So uh, one of our reader questions, and I'm just going to go ahead and spoiler it right now, is, uh, is the season over yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Submitted by Trevor. Um, the season is basically over. I mean, Trevor, sweetheart, the season was basically over like back in January. February. Like, I mean, there was actually a decent point in January. It was like, okay, if we go on one good run, we could be we could be okay. Okay, but did you believe that the 2016-17 stars were going to go on one good run? Because well, I January, never did. They were playing well. I know. And, I know they were, but I still never believed they were actually going to go on a and run. And then in February, it was like complete, like, ab-style tanking and everything. And then we lost Jordy Ben. And then we lost Jordy Ben. But... There's only two games left, and it's kind of funny. So I was putting together the um, the, and it, the schedule for this week's articles for my for work, and like this Sunday is the last day of gameplay, and I was noticing because you know we have a, a writer who works with us that covers the stars, and um, I was like, okay, so stars are at home. Who they play on the last game? They play the fucking abs. This is speaking. Sorry, it's not your fault. It's just a little annoying. 
they play the fucking abs and I was like oh well is there anything more anticlimactic than the stars abs on the last day of the season no there is not like and I get like when the schedule came out like both I think you and I were both like fuck we have to play the abs on the last game of the season because there's such like a good central division rivalry there but at the same no matter how much the abs are imploding they still somehow manage to beat the stars exactly but this year like there's no stakes whatsoever for either team mm-hmm. and it's just like ugh. no I, I just I want to care I want to be the kind of person that will watch a team no matter what but I'm just like I will I, I do care about your future success but your current misery I have I have other things that I need to do with my time. I agree. It's hard to carve out three hours of the already precious time that I have in the evenings. Because I know that I said I'm playing Mass Effect most evenings, but that is in fact not actually true. Yesterday, I did not play Mass Effect at all. Although an entire hour was spent in the evening uploading a review that I had written of Mass Effect for a website. <laughs> So, still somehow Mass Effect related. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. No, I. So, here's my thing about the end of the season as we are right now. And I, I, I've talked about this on Twitter a little bit. Is we are currently winning enough games to just destroy our draft position. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, just destroy it. Like, we were never obviously going to be drafting. Like, we would never end up, like, last in the league. No. That just wouldn't happen. Especially. No. You know, Especially with the abs being the abs right now. Abs and, and the coyotes both pretty Oh, terrible. yes, the, cat, the coyotes. And, you know, the Canucks. Although they took us to fucking overtime on Tuesday, so. And, <laughs> well, the Canucks are also making a strong bid for one of the worst teams in the in the league. Good riddance. They're welcome to it. <laughs> right. But, but, like, we had a legit shot of having some pretty good lottery odds. And now we're currently sitting 24th with two games left. One of which we're almost certain to to win. Well, it is the Avs, so they, they could... I was about to say, no. <laughs> we should probably win is based on... Is it a home on, game against the Avs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then maybe. It, it, based on the odds, the odds are in our favor. The odds are in our favor when, when we're at home, not when they're no, at home. No one wants to play at Pepsi Center. No. Um, is it the Pepsi Center? Mm-hmm. <gasps> that explains so much. Have you seen that Pepsi ad? God. So, yes, I have. And, but for the longest time, like, I had no clue last night what people were talking about. Uh, And I was like, what did they do? Like, obviously, I got, like, I got that there was some very poorly messaged Pepsi stuff going on. Yeah. But, like, I hadn't seen it for myself, so I was like, what the heck? Did you see the, the tweet that somebody did where they rewrote the Coke song? No. Oh, my God. It was like, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony, and with this can, and with this can I'm going to end police brutality. <laughs> That's good. I laughed. So hard and felt so bad about how hard I had laughed. But at the same time, like, how fucking tone deaf can you be at all in this world? So anyway, the fact that this abs play in the Pepsi Center just makes so much sense to me now. <laughs> I'm like, fuck that. Oh my god. 
Well, um, yeah. So here's the other thing, though. Currently, we're 24th in the league. We could get passed by the Buffalo Sabres if they win a couple games because we're like one point ahead of them in the league standings. But the big spoiler for the Stars is that Vegas will draft no lower than 6th. So if we're already sitting at basically 6th, which is 24th in the league, you know, Mm -hmm. we're going to get bumped. Mm Mm-hmm. If the Vegas doesn't win one of the three lottery spots, but we're still gonna be drafting top ten, probably. Oh, there, yeah. There's un, it's very unlikely we don't draft top ten, but yeah. at the same time, you really want or to top be top five. five. Yeah, no, I know. Really want to be top Especially five. Especially if we want to get the uh, no pizza partner for whoever well, it is on our team that doesn't like pizza. <laughs> Nico Hersher, his year. Is that is that the the prospect that I'm talking about? No, the one who doesn't like pizza is Nolan Patrick. That's who I'm talking about. The I was one, like, no, that's not who I'm talking about. The one I'm talking about is the guy I really want us to draft, who is currently, depending on your list, is either second or third. Mm-hmm. And for a while, we actually were trying, we were getting the third pick, and he could have been a place, he could have been ours, but. Uh, no, that's Nico Hishier. Hishier? He's Swiss. Um, and I always feel like his name needs an extra R. And, um, but he's a, a kind of a crafty power forward type. Mm. Um, out in the queue. The wilds of the <laughs> Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. <laughs> How terrifying for him. Um... I think he plays in Halifax, actually. I don't know. I'm not a prospect person. I'm going to Halifax in June. I'm excited for you. I'm very excited for you. I will stand on a Halifax pier and sing that one Stan Rogers song about standing on a Halifax pier, The Last of Barrett's Privateers. I don't know that song. Well, I will play it for you later. This will be a (laughs) musical podcast because that's just the way we do. Everything comes back to musical podcasting. Obviously. Uh, The one idea I had for the draft, and this is my, like, fuck it option. We could trade down. Like, if we end up with, like, the eighth pick or some bullshit, Mm -hmm. we could trade down and get, like, Jake Ottinger, who's a really good goalie prospect. And we've got goalie prospects in the system, but not, like, really good goalie prospects in the system. But is he really good the way Jack Campbell is really good? Because I just don't like drafting goalies. Um, he has more than just a World Juniors title to his name. Cool. He plays for Boston University, who's done really well in, I think they're in Hockey East. And he's still in school, so he'd still obviously be developing in Boston University. And they have a really good system. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you don't really know what's going to happen with goalies, but at the same time, we got to do something. Well, obviously. I'm just, I I get a little impatient with, like, goalie development and how freaking long it takes. And, (laughs) And, like, the fact we tried so hard with Jack Campbell that we hung on to him far past when we should have. Yeah. 
Well, I think part of it too, and this has come up elsewhere, is that the we don't have for our AHL team a full-time goalie coach. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. Like, if you can credit the How king... We do not have a full-time goalie coach. I don't know. We just don't. Somebody should ask that question. Sean Shapiro has asked that question. What was he told? I don't know. I don't remember. But he's talked about it before. That's how I know. Hmm. And um, and like I said, if there's one thing you can credit the Kings for, is that they do a really good job of developing goalies. And part of it is that um, Dusty Emu is their goalie coach in the AHL, and he's the one who basically should get credit for Peter Dye's, like, sudden brilliance. Well, in that case, then I don't definitely don't want us to draft a goalie because we're not going to do anything with them at the junior level. Well, we aren't. We wouldn't have to for a while. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, unless we address the problem of not having a goalie coach at the AHL, it doesn't matter what we draft because we're not going to develop them. Well, he's going to be in college. I understand that, but he's not going to jump straight from college to the NHL, probably. Well, yeah, but that means that we don't have to address the goalie coach issue this past summer. If I mean, it would be great if we did, but if we... Well, Unless there is a future plan. I mean, because we haven't had a goalie coach for God knows how long. The entirety of the time Jack Campbell's been here, probably. So if there's no future plan to address it, why would we draft somebody that we're going to put into the AHL and then not do anything with, except play them and hope for the best? Well, I think, I don't know why they wouldn't address it, is really my other reaction. Well, cool, but since they haven't, they obviously don't feel like it's a de- like a detriment to their system. But they might now, because they've, they've got... So until, like, I mean, it's not something that's common-common. Like, not like we're not, like, the tw- only team that doesn't have one. Sure. But it is something that's becoming common. So I could see it being a thing where it's, like, we have to keep up with the Joneses. Well, hopefully we decide that we need to keep up with the Joneses soon because... This is bullshit. We obviously have some goaltending issues. Yeah. Well, and Landon Bow is apparently doing okay. He signed his... Uh, He'll be signing his professional contract. Because right now he's got an AHL deal, and I think he's going to sign NHL deal next, or already signed his NHL deal this year. Either way, he'll be able to like be called up in an emergency basis mm, if necessary gotcha. type thing. Whereas right now he can only go basically between the ECHL and the AHL. But yeah, it's going to be a minute. It's going to be... And that's the thing, is if you draft a young goaltender, because obviously this kid's like... 18. Right. You're not... He's he's not even going to be your next goaltender. He's probably your next, next goaltender. Mm-hmm. And that gives you at least some time. So it doesn't mean that drafting him would fix any of the problems that we need to fix for next year. Right. But it would definitely give us a little bit of, of strength in our right. prospects. I guess I'm not saying, like, never get a goalie prospect. I just... Wasting a high draft spot on one. Not, it's not wasting, I guess. Using a high draft spot on a goaltender is something I'm just... You and most GMs. Nervous about. You and most GMs. Like, that's actually... There was a really great, great article on um, ESPN from Craig Custance on that. And basically, like, they're like... Most GMs refuse to draft a goalie that's not in, like, the fifth or sixth round because they're just not so... They just don't like... There's so much uncertainty there. There's so much uncertainty there. Whereas, like... This is all I'm saying. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you draft a forward prospect, maybe they never get to the NHL, but they might give you some AHL time. Like, that's not unusual. Right. You know? Um, so that there's definitely less... Uh, less... Appetite for it. But that's my point. Like, if we trade down 
if we trade our number eight pick or whatever, I think I hypothetically said eight, down to like the 29th or 30th pick or wherever we think that it would go. Because he's, he's slated to be like late first round or early second round. Then we would get more picks plus a good prospect. And if you're not going to get one of the best picks in the first place, one of the best prospects in the first place, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of defense prospects in this draft, and that's good. But at the same time, I'm just like, do we need another young defenseman that we're not going to play? That we're not going to play? <laughs> no, we don't. Might as well try and fix a problem when there's a solution on the board. Yeah, that's my thought. I see that. So the only other topic I had, unless you have another one you want to talk about, but I was being me like usual and put this agenda together <laughs> about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I didn't even see the email that you sent it in, so... Oh, well, I was probably in the car on the way you here. You were probably in the car. <laughs> I didn't bother putting one together, so <laughs> clearly. Um, was... How are you feeling about the NHL not going to the Olympics? I, first of all, I don't feel like it actually happens. I feel like that somehow we go. Like, or they go. I don't, I just don't see it actually being a thing. If it is a thing, I think it is the second dumbest thing that they've done in the last year. The first dumbest being the World Cup of Hockey. <laughs> Which is like was supposed to be their Olympic replacement. Which was the lamest and also still injured players. Two of ours, for instance. So the fact that like they're talk the fact that they're playing it off as like being about protecting investments for owners and all that kind of stuff is laughable when they when they're replacing it with the World Cup of hockey, which is basically the same thing at a much smaller scale that nobody watched. Yeah. No, I mean, I, the sheer amount of, like, spin they keep trying to do, because it's hilarious, like, what happened every time, like, like, so at first it was like, well, the IOC started it because they didn't want to give us this and this and this. Well, then the IHF stepped up and said, okay, well, if they're not going to cover these costs, we need these people to go, we'll just, we'll just cover it. Mm-hmm. Because this is important to us as an international ice hockey federation. Mm-hmm. So the IOC stepped up and or the IIHF stepped up and said, "Okay, if cost is the problem, we'll figure it out." Yeah. Oh, not good enough. We're not getting paid for our investment. Yeah, they want they want the IOC to make it more attractive for them to go. They want the IOC to pay them. Yeah, to pay them monies. For letting the NHL players go, which is, again, ridiculous. The NBA doesn't do that. Mm -mm. Like, professional golfers, like the PGA Tour shit doesn't get paid. No, they're just excited to go over and represent their damn country. No, like, that's not how it works. That's not how the Olympics works. And all of these people... I saw several mainstream media members just going like, well, the IOC is really the worst, you know, the bad guys here. I'm just like, no, no, actually for once in their lives, they're on the right side. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Like, I actually, this is really awkward to be like, no, actually the IOC, which is one of the most corrupt and devious boards of anything in the world. How dare 
Gary Bettman make me agree with the IOC. Right? How <coughs> fucking dare. Like, I am pretty confident the IOC has actually murdered people, and yet I am, like, on their side right now. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Like, I don't think Your Gary Bettman has... looks so good. What? Your backyard looks so good. Oh, yeah, no, it's, like, green and nice and mowed and... I just haven't really looked at it too much since it was like a jungle. Yeah. Oh, that's what you got to do when you're trying to sell a house. 16 days on the market. Nice. You were so worried. I was so worried. (laughs) I told you it was going to be fine. Did I not tell you it was going to be fine? You were right. You were right. You just need to keep saying it over and over and over and over again until like things are actually fine. I I, I believe I did. (laughs) We're not done yet. We're not done yet. Do you see all of this shit? We're not done yet. It's going to be fine. There's really not that much. It's going to be fine. Anyway. uh, Where were we? We were talking about the IOC and how much they suck. Yeah, like... You were talking about how it's possible they might have murdered someone. Yeah, like, I actually had to, like, stop and think about it. I was like, of the boards, like, of the likelihood these people have actually ordered hits. Like, I was thinking, like, sporting advisory boards... It might have actually ordered hits on people. Like number one is probably FIFA. Mm-hmm. And number two is the IOC. Mm-hmm. And yet I still think they're correct. Yeah. I think it's cute you call it FIFA. You know, sometimes I'm just bad at saying words. That we have established this by now. We have. Fifty-two podcasts. We have. We have established it. <laughs> have i just wanted to point that one out (sighs) and then i guess like the real question is how long until somebody orders a hit on gary bettman (laughs) if you believe it hasn't already been done (laughs) and was just unsuccessful because it turns out he's actually a robot (laughs) that actually would make a lot of sense He's either a robot or he's a clone, and they just have like a closet of them that they like. Every time I was every time every time somebody murders him, they just and they be like, "What the fuck?" It's just another Batman clone. Y'all don't know Carrie Batman keeping the market of hitting for Hitman alive. Single-handedly, single-handedly keeping the market for Hitman alive. Oh my gosh. Do you think though if he was a robot he always has problem with that little recapture? I am not a robot. (laughs) (laughs) He has to get other people. Bill Daly does them for him. (laughs) Sorry, I can't read this. (laughs) I'm having trouble, Bill. Can you handle this for me? (laughs) Carrie Bettman's probably like, I haven't filled out a form in 15 years. That's why I have an assistant. Yeah. Who doubles as my bodyguard. (laughs) Precisely. People were wondering who that tall person is that keeps following him around. (laughs) Oh, God. It's so fucking stupid. And, like, I just... If if they keep talking... If their number one priority is to grow the game and to make the game fun for everyone, I don't understand why they keep shooting themselves in the foot. Because time that's not after their time one after priority. time. I know, but if it's not their number one goal, then stop trying to tell me it is because we're all onto you. We are all onto you. We all know that this is not your priority because you have done literally nothing to grow it other than to 
continue to shove the Blackhawks down our throats. And take a $500 million expansion fee from Las Vegas. Yes. Which doesn't really count as growing the game. That just means that you're adding money. Yep. But you're not adding fans. You are, in fact, alienating fans. Yes. Yes. I mean, I know. You know. I mean, it's so bizarre that every other league on Earth will do it. I mean, I can tell you right now that it does not... This is the example that I gave the other day when I was talking to my friend Tess. And I want you to know that I do not think that Jamie Benn is retiring next year. But they could put Jamie Benn's retirement ceremony up against Olympic archery. And I would still watch Olympic archery over Jamie Benn's retirement ceremony. Because that's how much I care about the Olympics. Yeah. Also, archery is lit. I would... DVR Jamie Benn's retirement ceremony. I would cry about it later, but I would not watch it while there was Olympics to be watched. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I'm like, it's so like the what really throws this in sharp relief for me is like literally last week we were talking about the U.S. women's team and their fight to get paid to go to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how much the Olympics means. To this country is that we are willing to give up our ability to do it for equal rights. Well, and the thing that like and that was leverage enough to get yes, them. yes, it was. And then now the boy, the guys, the hockey is just throwing it all away. And the thing that is now killing me are the people that are like, well, or like Ovechkin saying that he's going to go anyway. And then the Russian national team being like, not if you don't have the blessing of the NHL. Did you see that? Well, they're not saying that. As well, like a, whoever it is. Well, I mean, no, the Russian team is like saying that because that's actually the way it is right now. I know. I they know. would. They would very much be like, "Come, Ovechkin, come!" Right. <laughs> but it's just like uh, I, I just. It absolutely boggles my mind that people are trying to place so many barriers up before people that just want to go and represent their country at the greatest sporting event in the world. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I, God, and I'm so many. Like, I can't. I just can't wrap my head around. Like, some of these excuses that people are making to, like, justify this. Yeah. It, it just, it literally makes no sense to me. Like, I honestly, like, no, you're just being greedy and spiteful. It's like listening to Sean Spicer try to talk about shit that Trump has done. <laughs> I, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and put NHL not going to the Olympics slightly under yes. Donald Trump's response to the Syria crisis, but... You know, yes. the metaphor Obviously, does work. It's on a lo- it's on a lesser scale. It's it's more of the Melissa McCarthy Spicer. Yes, yes. I would say it's a good. There's a good. Yeah, parallel. that's a good one. That's a good one. I feel like maybe we should get see if she can do a good Batman. <laughs> I still want Rosie O'Donnell to play Bannon. <laughs> Come on, how awesome would that be? Especially given how much Trump hates Rosie. Oh, it would be, be so, so funny. I bet you they've tried to get her on. She wants to do it. What the hell, guys? I don't know. Open ladder to SNL. Make that shit happen. Right? She like she had posted a picture of herself as Bannon on Twitter. I know. Yeah. No, she's down for it. I just don't know if it's like... Write it in. They're just not working out, like, scheduling-wise, or what's going on with that, but... Write it in. Get it done. Get it done. Yeah. Your house looks so weird. I know. It's sad. It's so sad. 
How many? How long was our first podcast? How I don't know. January first. What year though? Uh, twenty fifteen. Was so January first this year was our two year anniversary? Mm, yes, it was. Well, so it was our third podcast on the first, but we've only been doing it for two years. Right. So it's our third year anniversary, but because I mean, like we started hanging out and then almost immediately started podcasting together. Yes, I'm just trying to figure out how long I've been coming over to your house. Yeah, no, it's been a minute. I took down the curtains just before you got here. Oh, I know. Isn't it so weird? It's sad. It's so weird. Ooh. Do we want to do reader questions? <laughs> yeah, let's do reader questions. Jen asks, the U.S. Women's National Team's performance in the World... Women's World, Women's World Cup. Cup. I was like, what? what? Or championship. Women's World Women Championship. World Championship. Nora Ratty. Actually a wizard. Um, so... Kind oh, of- oh, oh! I, that was two different questions. U.S. Women's National Team's performance in the Women's World Championship. Go. <laughs> Sorry, I, I could not read that very well. So... I'm reading around a microphone. It's all good. Uh, you know, honestly, I have not enjoyed hockey as much this year until I watched the women's world, the U.S. women's team. That U.S. Canada game was probably the best game of hockey I've seen all year. Yeah, and it was fast. It was skilled. It was intense. It was not a blowout, but it was clearly like. I mean, it was who won. Mm-hmm. U.S. won 2 nothing. Why can we win at times other than the Olympics, but not at the Olympics? Well, I think we've got a better team than we did in... Uh, when was that? When was Sochi? 2014. And that was an overtime, so it wasn't like we didn't try. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm just saying. And well, the, But the big thing about that particular game was it was the first game since their strike. And they had practice together once. Yeah. And so everybody was like, well, they're playing Canada first. And they've had one practice together as a team. And so, and then, but yeah, they've... they've, The fury in their hearts drove them forward. It really did. I mean, they looked fantastic. And then I ended up watching them against Russia too, which was, they were just overwhelmingly better. Overwhelmed. I mean, the score reflected that, but, like, even more so. Like, I mean, Russia couldn't get anything going. They couldn't stop them from entering the zone. Like, it was... They won 7 nothing, but, like, through the first period, it was, I think, only one... It was either 0-0 or 1-0 U.S. And that was all due to the goaltender was doing really, really well for Team Russia. And then, like, it came to the third period, like, third period, and, like, all hell just broke loose. Like, U.S. could do whatever they... But they were doing whatever they wanted on the ice. Right. Like, the goaltender was just being really great for the first part of the game. And then she clearly got tired because she was getting, like, peppered with shots. And um, so that was... I mean, they've been a joy to watch. And then they actually had a tough win over Finland. So they're leading Group A, having lost zero games, heading into the semifinals. Amazing. That's beautiful. Um, and Team Finland is taking advantage of uh, Team Canada's weakness because not only did Canada u- lose the U.S., they lost to Finland the next day. 
Wow. That's not so, usual. No. So Team Finland is actually, and that's to, to the second part of the question, Nora Raddy, Nora Raddy, whether or not she's actually a wizard, is the goaltender backing up for Team Finland. And she had she had said she was going to retire. I was about to say, didn't she retire after Sochi? She said she was going to retire after inter- from international play, but she's back and doing Nora Raddy things. Nice. Like, so Team Finland might actually compete for the silver medal, unlike most years, which has just been U.S.-Canada, U.S.-Canada, back and forth. Wow. I say silver medal. Compete for the gold medal, but probably win silver. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Canada. So, what up? Dogs. Yeah. Kind of crazy women's world championships going on right now. Um, they'll be back this weekend for the semis and final. Okay. Cool. So the third part of that question is... Do you want me to ask? If you would like to. I mean, just because I had to talk about the Women's World Championship. Go for it. So the Jen, Jen's third question. Uh, the Stars call-up seem like a bright spot for the se- next season. Please say yes. Yes, of course. Um, so Honka, I'm, I've been excited about for a long time, and I don't know why that we... Well, I do know why. I am so eager for us to fix what's going on in our defense and get rid of so much of the chaff that is continuing to hang on to that defensive core so that we have places for players like Honka to just shine bright like a diamond Mm -hmm. in the NHL. So I'm excited about Honka. I'm also excited about Dickinson. I was really excited that he got his first NHL goal. Yeah. Um, Not that I watched it happen live because, (laughs) as previously discussed, I didn't watch the game, but I watched replays later. Um, I am continuing to be really excited about Jamel Smith, and um, that's who I was very I impressed am, with. Well, and I like I in the beginning of the season, like holy crap, I was so excited about him, and like I know he came back down here and he did really well in the, with the Texas Stars all season. I'm really excited about his future with the organization because he's doing amazingly well. Well, so here's my concern: is that I really like this kid. And I really am excited for him for next season. But I don't think he gets protected in the expansion draft. And with how few good forwards there are going to be in the expansion draft, I worry that he might be the guy Vegas goes after. Hmm. Which, I mean, he would probably get a good shot with Vegas, right? Like, let's, sure. let's yeah. be real. But he's... It's going to be good for him. Like, at this point, I'm like... Why don't we not protect Cody Eakin and protect Jamal Smith? Why don't we not protect Cody Eakin in general? Why don't we just not protect Cody Eakin in favor of my left fucking toe? <laughs> like, I am so tired of Cody Eakin. And, like, everybody wanting to protect him because at one point he was a good center. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I kind of have to... I, so, I have been so over him this season and and I feel like I'm going to bridge into Robert's question which is why is Cody let's just go into that <laughs> why is Cody Carolyn the only thing I can think of is that he's a center and teams like centers but he's not a very effective center well he- so here's my thing okay so I'm 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 trying to find some version of a tempered opinion right um okay so ryan stimson put out this very 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 cool project and visualization um just yesterday 
And it's basically identifies various playing styles of um, both forwards and defensemen based on some microstats that he and Corey Schneider have tracked both last season and this season. So it's got aggregated numbers from both last season, which was good for everybody, and this year, which is not so great for everybody, especially Cody Egan. Sure. But if you um, look here, which I'll put this on... I downloaded it and I tweeted it, but I'll put it in the um, podcast notes. So he did these little radar charts, which show what they're good at, right? So if you've got Ben and Sagan together, they cover pretty much, and that's, so Sagan's the blue and Ben's the green. They cover pretty much everything on the chart except for transition play, which is where you need a guy like Klingberg to come in. Because if Klingberg's on the ice, you've got your transition play covered. Mm-hmm. But Cody Eakin, if he's with Ben and Sagan, doesn't really add anything. Right. But if you take out that blue part, then Cody Egan does help out at least with the buildup of play. So he's your corner fetcher guy. Okay. And so on a line with Ben, Cody Egan can in fact be the corner fetcher guy. Except that his points production does not match what you're telling me. It doesn't this year. And so you've got to kind of ask yourself, okay, was well, this year really just a matter of he had to have major issues with I mean, his knee was really bad. It was his shoulder. Great. It was an upper body injury. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking of somebody else. Yeah. Is that why? Like, is he doing less because he's still nursing it as much as possible? Or, it, you know, you have to ask, okay, I have to ask yourself, okay, Cody Eakin has been kind of being improving every year, right? Because he, before he signed his contract, he had a really great year, and then he had a decent year last year, too. And so you have to ask yourself... Is this a is this falling off a cliff like a sign of what's to come, or is this falling off a cliff a complete anomaly because we know he did have a major injury? I don't know because this year isn't the only year that I've been annoyed at him. I didn't think much of him last year except as a bottom six forward. Yeah, and I don't dislike him as a third or fourth line center. I think my my problem is really that they've got him playing up, and they've got him playing the big minutes, and they've got him on like. My big problem with Cody Eakin might very well be Lindy Ruff. But my other big problem with Cody Eakin is that if we lose Antoine Roussel because we have protected Cody Eakin, I'm going to be pissed. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be mad because I think that we have get more value out of Antoine Roussel, and we certainly did this year, than we do out of Cody Eakin. I just just don't think that... And I mean, maybe I'm wrong... I just don't see Antoine Roussel being the person that Vegas goes after because he's not particularly young, right? nor does he typically play top six. The reason he got top six minutes this year was because of all the injuries. But he performed really well at the top no, six. No, I don't get I don't and get me wrong. I agree. You don't want to get just young people for your expansion team. You want to get veterans too. Right, but they're also not going to have... The, they're not going to have a Tyler Sagan option. Right. The reason Roussel played so well up in the top six is he, is he was playing next to Tyler Sagan, who can make almost anybody look amazing. And don't get me wrong, I think Roussel did the right things to play well next to Tyler Sagan. And, you know, so all credit to him. But the best kind of center he's probably going to get is Rick Nash. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If we end up losing Antoine Roussel for any reason because of Cody Eakin... I'm still going to be mad. That is a fair and valid feeling. 
Thank you. But I don't know. As far as why Cody Eakin, like I'm definitely on his case this year, obviously on his case, but I am trying to... Okay, we're talking about the shitty year that he's having. He has the same... Oh, this is not including this year. Just kidding. What are his, what's his point total this year? 11 or 12. <laughs> he's just so bad. Here's my thing. Here's my real, real thing. <laughs> Jamel Smith has three goals. Almost four. Because he got one called off. Cody Eakin has three goals. Yeah, I know. Jamel Smith has played in 14 games. I know. And Cody Eakin has played in 58 at this point. Mm-hmm. He has 11. He has 11 points. Mm-hmm. Three 11 goals, eight assists. 58 games. And for your most favorite stat, he's a minus seven. Anyway, fuck him. <sighs> Not only it, three goals and in 58 games playing next to Jamie Ben in probably 40 plus of those. Uh-huh. That's the real problem. He's played next to Jamie Ben in almost all of them. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely there was a section of time when he very first came back where he was all over the map. I looked yeah. it up on his history. Mm-hmm. But after after that very first section, which again, I don't know exactly how many games that was, he was all Jamie Ben all the time. Anyway, 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 the point is, Cody Eakin is currently being treated like a top six player. Cody Eakin is not a top six player. I don't think we should be protecting Cody Eakin in the in the expansion draft. I agree. So why is Cody? I don't know. I don't know because I have no answers for why water is wet or... I think you might be right. I think the reason I might hate Cody Eakin is because of Ruff. Yeah. I, 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 I think that's, that's what that's I keep really coming back answer. to. Because I didn't hate him last year when he was playing. I, I got annoyed with him when he would get stuck on the top line. Yeah. And then he'd go back to the bottom line. I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, he's fine. I really liked him on the line with Garbett and uh, Roussel. I thought yeah. that that was a great the line. The pit bulls. The pit bull line. That was a great line. But now that he's playing with Jamie Benn and he's got... 11 points in 58 games. I'm like, the fuck are you doing up here? <laughs> like, why are we not trying something else now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. There's two games left in the season. I mean, if, the, if there was any time for a nuclear option just to see what worked, it is right now. Adam Cracknell, top line center. Yes! I, oh, God. Okay. Patrick Eves was my bright point of this entire season until trade deadline day. And then he stopped being my bright point of the season and became my biggest regret. Adam Cracknell <laughs> was a strong number two candidate and is now right there at number one. But Lindy Ruff again <laughs> keeps disappointing the fuck out of me <laughs> by not playing him well or by scratching him. And I'm just like... Lindy Ruff, I was your biggest defender, and now I'm just like, now I'm just like, I wash my hands of you. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Well, if you want to, so here's some interesting stuff. Um, so I actually pulled um, the cool thing about the Ryan's playing styles things. It kind of clusters everybody together into who is like a different kind of playing style. So you can mm-hmm. try to mix and match and see what kinds complement each other because. Certain playing styles are obviously better than others, mm-hmm. or like have 
have tended to give better results than others, right? So for forwards, you've got all-around players who do everything well. You've got some balanced players. You've got dependent players, um, playmakers, and shooters. So do we not have any all-arounds at all? We have no all-arounds at all. (laughs) Whoops. We did only have one dependent player. Those are the worst. Like, if you have a line of three dependent players, you might as well just not play that shift. at all. (laughs) Um, So that was Korpikoski, obviously. Yeah. But the real problem that you can really see highlighted here, and this is this is a nil issue more so than anything else, is for defense, there's four kinds. There's all-around, defense-oriented, puck movers, and volume shooters. And we don't have any all-arounders, just like we said. But we have one puck mover named Stephen Johns, and we have two volume shooters, Klingberg and Hamus. And then everybody else is in the defense-oriented category. So if you've got three guys total who are going to move the puck up ice, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a big problem. Especially when one of them is scratched half the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where that's where the, uh, my entire frustration with this season has come down to our, our transition game. And it's in large part, and you know, due to this whole defense orientation of these younger guys that we've got now, Oleksiak and Nemeth and Lindell. And I mean, to be very, very, very fair here to those guys, the sample size in this case are very small. Yeah. um, Because it's all based on games tracked by hand. So those guys all have like under, just over 100 minutes. Whereas Klingberg has been tracked a lot so he's well and joe ben has been tracked a lot and he's there and defense oriented yeah but that makes sense right yeah. like he's always been deployed that way oh do you makes sense he's yes. always been deployed mm-hmm. that way none those two guys weren't the guys we were auditioning this year either. right sure so that's really where your your issue is like if you've only got like three defense defenders who can help the offense total that's a problem that's a problem yeah. Yeah. Hey, we've got more questions. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I'll ask Rondos, I guess. Okay. Do you think we will see Hanka and Klingberg together next year? Uh, will there be a rough replacement? Can Ben and Sagan please find a threesome? <laughs> I don't know if it's that kind of podcast. <laughs> really not that kind of podcast. It's a little awkward, right? <laughs> There's definitely, like, I'm waiting for one of our listeners to go, I volunteer as <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody yelled that out as I read that question <laughs> while listening to this podcast. Also, impact of this piss decision. Okay, we've talked about that one. It's about the Olympics. I mean, I guess we didn't really talk about potential fallout or the negatives of a new hockey fan. I guess it depends on where that new hockey fan is. I mean, if you're trying to grow the game internationally at all, then the fact that you have pissed all over international fans who, you know, can't yeah. have their players go to, you know, the Olympics. and stuff. There was actually some really heart-wrenching quotes from, like, uh, Philip Grubauer, who is a goalie for the German national team. Mm. And basically it was like, we don't always get to watch NHL TV, NHL games over there. Yeah. So, like, watching the Olympics was a big deal. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think... Well, and especially when you get into to like countries where it's literally like the opposite end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, like 
I don't, I can't, I don't remember exactly what the time difference is between some of these places and here. But I mean, if you're talking about getting up to watch an NHL game at five o'clock in the morning because it's yeah. happening, you know, like, or any re- completely random time because you don't even live in the area, but like you make time for the Olympics because everybody makes time for the Olympics because it's the freaking Olympics. Like, mm-hmm. really? Potential fallout. I mean, as far as potential fallout, like I, I do believe there are going to be players that try to go. Yeah, and the, the big fallout is the. It's going to be whatever the cl- punishments the, they put in place for that. No, the big fallout is going to be that the CBA is almost guaranteed to be a lockout in the twenty twenty. Yeah, it that's is. that's um, that's pretty much like that's a guarantee. I feel like that was already going to be happening though. Yeah, there were. There were things that the players didn't like about the current CBA, but basically now they're basically being told, like, well, what you want doesn't matter mm. to by the owners, right? With the Silver right. Olympic thing. Um, at least the stars are. So, um, so, like, guys like Ben Lovejoy actually said, like, I don't care. I was never going to go to the Olympics. I hate it when we have the Olympic breaks because it's just hard on us as a team, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Okay, well... Whatever, Ben Lovejoy. Whatever, Ben Lovejoy. (laughs) Nobody cares about your opinion, Ben Lovejoy. Um, And while I am 1,000% sympathetic to the idea that, like, in the Sochi Olympics, the New York Islanders lost John Tavares for the rest of the season because of the injury he sustained during the Olympics, and I'm not, not sympathetic to that... Or the fans that were deprived of getting to watch John Tavares in Islanders games for the rest of the season. I would still rather them get injured playing in the Olympics than get injured and not have them for an entire season in the World Cup of Hockey. Gee, Alish Hemsky. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Because it's laughable to me that the... Owners really only care about the safety of players when there's something for them to gain from it. Yeah. Because they don't give a shit about the safety of players when we're talking about concussions or about... um, Goalie pads. Goalie pads. Or when we're talking about fighting in the NHL or really hard hits or, you know, any of that. Headshots. Yeah, they don't give a shit about it. They don't want to have the conversation because it makes it more fun to watch when people fight. But... When you, when, it's convenient for them to be concerned about player safety now when it, there's something for them to gain from it. And that, to me, is absolutely smacking of hypocrisy, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anyway. As for Star's questions, um, no, I really don't think we'll see Klingberg and Honka play together next year. Um, they are both have very similar skill sets, and they're both right-handed defensemen. And nearly, there's very little reason to force a really good right-handed defenseman to play on their offside. Yeah. Um, especially since it's in, not necessarily for the stars so far, but in general, easier to find good left-handed defensemen. Like it's less, it's far more common to find left-handed defensemen than it is to um, find good right-handed defensemen. So uh, I think Honka and Hamhus actually have a really strong pairing. So I think we'll probably see that next year. Yep. As far as rough is rough's replacement, no fucking clue. I have no fucking clue. I don't either. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Ken Hitchcock at this point. 
that's been floated by so many media members that it's has to Do be serious. Do you think serious. it's only that though because he used to coach here? I think that is a large part of it, yes. I don't see I don't feel like them talking about it so much necessarily means that it's likely to happen. I just feel like it's he's available and he used to coach here. I I just hope that them talking about it so much does not then spur them to be like Hmm, no, I'm I'm fairly confident the Stars front office has talked about it a lot, and that's where this is coming from. Gross. And no, I don't know. You know, I have no idea if Ken Hitchcock would want to, because he's always said that he was going to retire after this season. Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like the Stars will will punt it that way. Well, Andrew um, Andrew L A has some questions about co- about coaching that I put down at the bottom, and I almost wrote couching instead of coaching. <laughs> Uh, he asks Dallas Eakins as head coach or Sheldon Keel? Keefe? Keefe. Keefe. I don't know who Sheldon Keefe is. I I don't either. Um, I I wouldn't want Dallas Eakins. Neither. Me neither. I mean, I'm serious when I say the only person I really want is Ralph Krueger. I okay. <laughs> like I mean, well, I'm, I'm also very serious. Yeah, that. I'm also very serious about that as well. Like that I is, mean, there's no name you can throw out there right now that I'm just gonna go. Yeah, that guy. Except for Ralph Krueger. Except for Ralph Krueger. In fact, there there have been rumblings about Daryl Sutter becoming available after this season because of how poorly LA has performed the last three years. And even though I think the man has a fantastic system, I think it would be poorly applied mm-hmm. to the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm like, I don't. That's why I'm not even like, well, Daryl Sutter. Ooh, we could get Daryl But Ralph Kruger. And but Ralph he, Kruger! And what he did with the Oilers, who in some ways suffered the same problems that the Stars did, but with less of a system, I think he would be great. Yeah. I think he would be so great. And he would finally be able to prove himself. I feel like he really proved himself at the World Cup of Hockey. If there he was did. one no, good he totally thing did. He totally about did. World Cup of Hockey, it was that Ralph Krueger finally got his Why won't he appropriate come back and coach song. for the stars. Um, come back and coach for the stars. <laughs> so Andrew has a couple a other different questions. Andrew. Oh, you want to go back to Andrew? Okay. Yeah, I was going to just finish out his question. Okay, cool. So Andrew L.A. also asks, did the Texas Stars do anything for Hockey is for Everyone Slash, how do you feel about their inclusiveness outreach? As far as I know, there was no AHL-sponsored Hockey is for Everyone month at all. Yeah. Um, there may have been some clubs that did some things, but I didn't. I don't remember seeing anything for AHL-level clubs at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that no club did, because there may I may have just missed somebody. But as far as I know, it wasn't a widespread thing. It wasn't an NHL, an AHL-sponsored thing the way yeah. the NHL sponsored um, this. One. As far as inclusiveness outreach, obviously they're not doing a whole lot. But I think no AHL club has a budget to do a whole lot. No. And um, frankly, I especially. Knowing that they have to prioritize how they spend their money, I am glad that the Texas Stars invest so much in children. Yes, and um, I know, and I know they do that for a fact because I used to take hockey lessons at the same place that does like the Texas Stars little rookies or whatever here. And like, I mean, and especially in a place like Texas, that the more you can do for children, the more diverse you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And and that's because Texas has a very diverse population, a high, large Latino population, um, and so I think there's, 
I think the budget is being prioritized correctly. Um, and obviously I would love to see more done, but like I can kind of understand it on the AHL level versus the NHL level. Yeah, the NHL level, I believe we talked about this last time, it's mm-hmm. still inexcusable. Yeah. At the NHL level, when there was an NHL-sponsored month, when other teams were going above and beyond, when you have an ambassador who is really passionate about it, yeah, and you do nothing, yeah, no. that's not a, that's not. A- and then when you pass off the fact that you did nothing with, well, we do a lot behind the scenes, and then you don't tell anybody what you're doing behind the scenes. It sounds like sounds like bullshit to sounds us. Sounds like bullshit. So, should we trade Tom Gallardi for a proven winner like Rocky Wirtz? No. No. <laughs> no. I think we harmonized on that one, so we, yeah, we're just going to... Let's go. go back to the other Andrew. Uh, yeah, other Andrew is next. Uh, he asks, which winter Olympic sport should I care about now? Oh my gosh, you should care about the extreme snowboarders now. Because those people are exciting as fuck. <laughs> I love that sport so much. The people that like do like the, I mean, it's basically like the extreme skateboarding except yeah. it's snowboarding. I love them. You should be excited about that. You should also be excited about women's hockey because they are going. They are going to be a bit, they're going to be badasses. Yeah. So you should be excited about women's hockey and extreme snowboarding. <laughs> that is what you should be excited about. I'm also a big fan of figure skating. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, I, I feel like everybody is, but like, I love it. It's the only time I watch it. Kind of like the only time I watch gymnastics is during the Olympics too, but like, it's my favorite thing. That's true. Although I, like I said, I will watch literally any Olympics Oh, I'm also, sport. I love like a lot of the like downhill, like luge. And, I like, like luge. I also, bobsled. yeah, I like luge. I like bobsled. I the also like, sports, the, I like those. the, um, slalom, skiing? Uh, skiing. I like that. Um, oh, uh, the jump. Ski jump. Yes. Oh, Eddie the Eagle is coming out soon. I don't know that. That's the new one with <gasps> Taryn Edgerton. And, um... The new Muppet movie. Right? No. No. I think the eagle is about a ski jumper. That's why I brought it up when you oh. talked about ski jumping. No, I got very excited about something very different. You did. You thought I was talking about the eagle from the Muppet movie? Sam the eagle. Yeah, Sam the eagle. But um, I feel like they've got a new movie coming out soon, too. I don't remember if they do or not. But the point is... The Eddie the Eagle is about a, a ski jumper. I don't remember anything else about the story except that it was not believed that he could do anything. And then he got in the Olympics on like a technicality or something and then jumped. But since it did not happen when I was alive, I don't know what the outcome was. And <laughs> I have not wanted to look it up because I don't want to ruin the end of the movie. There you go. You should really watch a lot of ski jumping and apparently watch this movie and then get yes, excited about it. Yes, and the then get excited about all of it. Um, so we have one last question, or set of questions, I guess, from Julia, friend of the podcast, Julia. How much will Marin's cats miss you? By you, she means me, since I'm the one moving. I don't think at all, to be honest. I doubt. They are cats. They have very small brains. They're, they're, they're not my cats, so they probably just see me as furniture. Yeah, they see her as a warm lap with a heartbeat. How much will you miss each other's cats? I will miss Marin's cats quite a lot. But I have a feeling that now that we're going to be doing Skype You'll still hear them. <laughs> we will get to hear them all the time. Yeah. I will not miss Maddie because she never really gave me much time. 
uh, in the of day at all. Like, I think she scratched me once. <laughs> um, but uh, Lainey I'll miss a lot because Lainey I remember you getting. And God. I have a picture of her sitting on my knee when she was... Teeny tiny. Teeny-nightsy. And she was so cute. And I will miss Lainey a lot. I've been with Lainey since she was born. She's never been a cuddler, for me anyway, but... She's just she just wanders around in the background and is very cute. Mm-hmm. And she chirps. Yeah, she chirps a lot. <laughs> that is true. Not on the podcast though. She doesn't bother you on the pod us on the podcast the way my cats do. Which stars trade would you take back if you could? In the last like forever or like what this season? I don't know. There's no there are no specifiers on the question. <sighs> Which stars trade would I take back? I'd probably take back the Kolakowski trade. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's a good answer. Could you... I mean, imagine John Klingberg this season with an actual good defenseman as his partner. Yeah. I mean, I... I had a lot of frustrations with Goligoski when he was here. But he was still better than any of the options we got in, put, or in replacement. Right. So I am going to say Goligoski. And I bet you all thought I was going to say Jordy Ben. But I, for one... I'm willing to give Jordy Ben his place in the sun. It is time for that boy to shine bright like the diamond he is. <laughs> and not be like accused of only being there because of nepotism. I'm going to go with the Chris Russell trade. Bringing him here? Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's just strike that, reverse it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never happened. <laughs> no, nope, never did. Never happened. Who did we give up for him? I mean, I'm not even worried about that part. Um, I, a scared. prospect and Yoki Paka. Oh, that's right. And a second. Yeah, y'all in Calgary that fucking loved him, you could have had him back at any time. I'm just saying. <laughs> I did not want him. I am sorry we ever had him. He did fucking nothing for us. Yeah. Last question. Uh, if the stars went to Ben and Jerry's free cone day yesterday... What did they order? Jamie Ben ordered fish food. Really? I would have gone with Chunky Monkey. No, fish food. He has fish. And he has to feed them now that Jordy's gone. That's right. Jordy is no longer taking care of his fish. So he bought fish food thinking he could give it to fishes and then he just ate it. Do you think those fish are still alive? No. <laughs> no. No, I don't. No, I don't. Because I'm pretty sure his girlfriend does not spend all of her time there because she is a working model. And, um, I don't know who else is taking care of them. Right? <laughs> like, presumably they have a person that comes by when they're on the road. Yeah. Literally. But, like, no, those, those fish are dead. Those fish, <laughs> those fish are so dead. Those March, fish have been dead since March. March 2nd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those, those fish died March 3rd. <laughs> from starvation. Uh, We're sorry, Jamie's fish. We're sorry, Jamie. Are we... Um, I feel like Tyler Sagan's a Cherry Garcia, but I think, like, you're reaching, like, the limits of my knowledge. I know, I just don't really... Well, Cody Eakin is half-baked. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Jamie Ben probably is, too. <laughs> Actually, all of, those, all of those Canadian boys are probably... I mean, well, Jamie Ben's from Victoria, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I think uh, <laughs> I think Klingberg and Lindell went and got Americone Dream. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Because they're, yeah. they're pretty vanilla, but they got a little bit of cone in them. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to be real, real here. I was at H-E-B the other day, and I got ice cream. And I was so sad because I love H-E-B so much, and I'm going to be moving away from the best grocery store on the face Yeah, what do they even have up in Colorado? Fuck if I know. And they... I was looking at their ice cream session, and they had had... They've run this special... They did, like, three special flavors, and it clearly was a limited edition run because there was only, like, one tub left, and I was like, well, at least I'm leaving Texas when they're out of salted caramel truffle ice cream. That one is so good. Isn't it? Yes. Oh, my God. All right, I'm looking at Ben and Jerry's flavors. I was like, well, it's a sign. It's a sign that I should be moving because you're not going to make any more salted caramel truffle ice cream. So true. It's so good. (laughs) But now it's, like, the only thing I have in my fridge because I'm, like, trying to eat through everything. Like, I made, I made ramen today, but I had, like... Lindy Ruff got truffle kerfuffle. <laughs> that is an actual... <coughs> that's an actual thing, just so you know. Are you going to die? I've got a little bit of water left. I'm, I'm good. Oh, I think that Curtis McKenzie got empowerment. That <laughs> <laughs> poor kid. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with fish food for Jamie. Who got Chunky Monkey? Kari. Kari did. Kari and Niamh did both. Both of them. They probably shared. They definitely shared. (laughs) Or one of them got tubby hubby. (laughs) One of them got chunky monkey and the other got tubby hubby. And then they have been swapped. (laughs) That's what happened. That's what happened. Who's the boring ass dude that got vanilla? God, they're all so vanilla. Hamus. Hamus <laughs> got vanilla because Hamus is the guy who looks like, you know, a serial killer. Not serial, like, like a, because an assassin. That's the word. Our secret assassin because he can just blend in with any white crowd. <laughs> He's got a face that's not memorable. It's very true, actually. That's who got vanilla. Did we get everything? I think we got everything. Well, <sighs> this is our last in person podcast. Are going to get in trouble for playing this on our free podcast? No. <laughs> Fair use. I got him too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. But together we'll see it through. You got a friend in me. Uh, I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I am Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. You can find our official Twitter at Deep at Deep Heart Hockey, and you can find our email at Deep Hockey at gmail.com. You can find our Tumblr at deepharthockey.tumblr.com and our official WordPress site at deepharthockey.wordpress.com. Bye. You're a bird, I'm a bird. You're a bird, I'm a bird. I'm a goalie, you're a defenseman. (laughs) The hockey version. The hockey version.